Over the last few weeks, we've been thinking about what it means to be amazed. And we, first of all, James Henley was here and spoke brilliantly, I thought, on being amazed by grace. And if you weren't here, you can imagine what song we sang at the end. We then, last week, with Adam, talked about amazed by love. Can I just say something about our encounter with Adam, who got baptised last week? I would have shared with some of you that Adam really has struggled with the idea of coming to church. His opening gambit to Andy and I yesterday, I won't be at church tomorrow because I'm working, but I'll be there the week after. Praise God that actually, uh, you know, something of last week really, really sat with him. And uh, amazed by love and and the amazing love of God. And this week as we kind of round off this series before we go into our next one, amazing peace. To be amazed by the peace of God. Of God. Now, Paul, could we just put the PowerPoint up, please? Um, will you excuse me for a few moments as I kind of make a little play on words that, that eventually will go somewhere? But if you could put the first slide up, Paul. Amazing peace. How many people do jigsaw puzzles here? Come on, yeah. Like a Saltash Baptist Church jigsaw group coming soon. <laughs> Have you ever had that moment where you are trying to find a piece in the puzzle and you see one, you've still got lots of pieces left, but there's one piece and you, you got, it's obvious it's got to be this because it's only one colour and I can't find it. And you're trying to find the missing piece to go in. Have you ever had that or is that just me? Yes, well, I want to share with you a story and a little insight into a Parkman family holiday. The Parkman family holiday tradition for many years has been a thousand-piece puzzle that happens throughout the week. In the evenings, putting the pieces together. So, Paul, can I just um, ask you to go on? This is this year's puzzle. Has anyone uh, heard of um, Wasgig? Wasjig? Yes, you know what I mean. For those who don't, when you are given this thousand-piece puzzle, you have no idea what the picture is. All you see is the flip side image. So in this case, you can see there's a ball that has taken over um, a football game, and all you see on the box is a load of footballers looking scared, looking, and you have to try and work out the piece in there. Now, this was a thousand-piece puzzle, but I'll tell you what, this was not the most difficult puzzle that we encountered that week. Throughout the week, we said to Joe, do you want to get a puzzle? So he said yes, and he found a 550-piece puzzle. Nice and easy, of Homer Simpson, if you could put it up, Paul. Here we are. This is the 550-piece puzzle. But can I tell you something? This puzzle was by far so much harder than our 1,000-piece puzzle. Paul, next slide. You'll see there is so much red in this picture. And it's not just that, Paul, the next image, that every single piece of the puzzle has another image on it, And it's actually a mosaic of lots of little images that make up a big image. And for absolutely days, we were going, well, this piece has got to fit. It's red. It's got an outy that way, outy that way, inny that way. It's got to fit. In the end, we sorted the pieces not by by colour, 
but by how many outies and innies it's got in order to try and work through systematically. And we kept on saying, there's a missing piece. It must be here. Paul, you can move on to the next one. I think it's blank now. And the reason I share that little anecdote is because I think peace in our lives is a little bit like that. We think that it's a jigsaw puzzle that we have to slot into place, the missing piece in our lives. And we think it's, it's like a piece that we can physically pick up because sometimes it gets dislodged and we haven't got peace anymore and it's almost like we can pick it up again and just put it back in. But peace is not the missing jigsaw piece of our life. It is something much deeper. It is not just a single part, but an entirety of our life. There's a quote that I know well that says something along the lines of peace is not the absence, not, it's not just the absence of war. And if you type into Google who said this, you get about 200 different suggestions. Um, Nelson Mandela has said it. Mother Teresa has said it. Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama, um, uh, Martin Luther King, all of them have used this phrase in some form or the other. But the idea is that peace is not passive. It is not just the absence of something that makes peace. So in war-torn countries, when, war, uh, when a ceasefire happens, and that is so apt, isn't it, of these times that are coming up, when a ceasefire happens, doesn't automatically mean there is peace. Peace is something that needs to be worked at. It's something that needs to grow and develop. It is not simply the absence of something. It is not passive, but it is active. We have to work at peace. Perhaps relationships that we have, we have to work sometimes at peace within those relationships. They don't happen just there and there. My son's got annoyed with me yesterday. I know that's very hard to believe. Um, we were watching the old, uh, the new Karate Kid. And I kept on making reference to the old Karate Kid, going, Daniel son, and Mr. Miyagi. And um, Joe got very fed up with me after, I think everybody else got fed up with me. And I had to, therefore, to make peace with my family, not simply stop saying those very insightful things about the film, but actually apologise. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, yes, I do have a go at you when you keep repeating things, and Daddy has just repeated things all throughout the film. You see, I could have just stopped doing it, but that wasn't peace. I had to do something active to make peace. The Bible comes with three different, clear, separate ideas of peace when it comes to God. And Paul, can you just put up this next slide, which will stay. Peace from God, peace with God, and peace of God. The peace from God comes as a gift. It's not a missing piece in the puzzle that God just slots in. It's something deeper than that. When my dad died, I remember my mum talking about a peace that she felt that, that was not what the world could give. There was something deeper than that. It wasn't just the absence anymore of pain and suffering. 
but something where that pain and suffering that was still there in a, a grove had been swamped by something else. And that's something else my mum would talk of, or would have talked of. He's about a peace from God. It's a, a song, wasn't it? It's in the Bible, a peace that the world cannot give. And sometimes in life we are so consumed by pain, by, by difficulty, by anger, and then something just happens and there is a peace that we can't understand, that we didn't even ask for in the first place. Sometimes when we're making a decision about things, isn't it? We go, I've had a real peace about that. And it's not just the absence of worry. It's not just the absence of having to make a decision. But it is the active work of God. A peace from God that fills us, that helps us, that sustains us. But there is also a peace with God. And it comes back to the, the conversation that Andy and I had with this guy yesterday. A peace with God that says, you know, no matter what happens in life, no matter what difficulties I face, no matter what joys I face, no matter the hardships or the, the, uh, the, the people that are telling me I'm stupid and I'm silly for having a faith, there is a peace with God that talks about our relationship. Our relationship with God. Our relationship that says at this time I might be struggling, but I have a peace that God is there. I have a peace that God is working in my life. I have a peace that in the situation that is absolutely terrible and ridiculous and rubbish, I have a peace that even in all of that, God is there. And sometimes that takes us being active. God is always there. God's love and God's peace is always fully present. But sometimes we need to open our eyes to see it, to feel it, to build that relationship with God that means I am at peace with God. We're going to sing a song a little bit later, a hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. That's the peace with God that we're talking about. That no matter what trials or tribulations, it is well. I am at peace with God. And then there's a peace of God. A peace that the Bible says is beyond our mind and thinking. Some of you clever people might be thinking, well, what's the difference, Tim, between from and of? Well, I'll go through that a little bit later. But as a peace of God that we cannot understand, that we can't talk about, we can't put into words. And I know some of you are sitting there today thinking, I wish I had that peace. I wish I had that trust. But it's experiential. In times when we, we perhaps find things difficult. A peace that we experience. Not like a missing piece of the puzzle that just gets slotted in. That the whole entirety of the Simpsons puzzle is peace. It's there. And perhaps we could sum up with the first one, the peace from God is a peace that we know. A peace with our head that we understand, that we know that in those times there is a deep peace. The peace with God is maybe the peace that we need to work on uh, tirelessly, trying to work with our relationship with God. 
And the peace of God is a peace that we experience. It's knowing, working on, and experiencing. All of these are amazing pieces. An amazing piece that God gives. Now the Bible reading that Michelle gave today was written by Paul when he was uh, working in uh, working when he was in prison, should I say, writing to the church in Philippi. It's the last of his letter uh, to the Philippi, and he's telling them not to let false teaching come in. Don't let things drag you down. Don't get things get in the way. It's a very unrealistic reading, and we all know why, don't we? Because there's two women squabbling in it, and that never happens. Um, Paul, sorry, <laughs> I had to say it. But Paul, regardless of it being two women, two men, Paul is saying to it, don't let their squabbling get in the way. Don't let the discourse, don't let the anger and the uncertainty get in the way. Have peace with one another. And do you know what I want to say that today? Have peace with one another. It's not the absence of not shouting at each other. It's the working on together. Have peace with one another. And that's what Paul is saying in his letter to the church in Philippi. This is not a letter where he's giving them a right old telling off. He's encouraging them. He's wanting them to grow strong in their faith. He's saying there's going to be things coming along that will rock you, that will, will, will shake you. But actually, if you have peace with one another, peace with God, peace of God, then actually you can get through anything that this world has to give. The, Paul then says it's a peace beyond all understanding. And with anything that is beyond all understanding, we have to experience it. I don't know, for those who have been baptised by full immersion, as we saw last week, um, for me it's a very cold experience. Um, but I'll learn to put the heating right next time. But I think of my own baptism. And if someone says, can you explain it to me? Well, the simple answer is no. Actually, I can't. Because the words that I use, the, the words that I will say, the emotions, the trying to liken it to something else, won't do it justice. It's something you have to experience. The work of the Holy Spirit, can you explain it to me? Well, no, I can't. It's something you have to experience. And that's what Paul is saying. That we have to experience a peace that's beyond all understanding. We have to open ourselves, become vulnerable. That's a horrible thing to be, isn't it? To become vulnerable. For God to work. For God to show us peace. Sometimes, sometimes we need to be broken. We need to be broken. So that God can bring his peace. And being broken is a horrible place. It's a difficult place. But it's a place where God can then mould and shape again. You know, maybe in the Bible we see lots of wars, and maybe the understanding of peace can be summed up a little bit like an army in a, in a fortified walls, waiting for, for war to happen. 
the knowledge is that the walls will keep them safe, will prevent them. That's, that's a peace. But there might still be fear on the inside. Fear of what might happen. What might become of them. And in one sense, this peace that must be experienced is the peace that goes through that wall camp and says, it is okay. Whatever happens, it is well. The peace from God surrounds us. The peace of God works in us. And then the writer says, quite matter of fact, do not be anxious about anything. <laughs> okay then, <laughs> it's as simple as that, isn't it? Don't be anxious. Don't worry, it's all going to be okay. Do you love those people that go, don't worry, it's all going to be okay. Yes, I had a lovely saying the other day, it's all going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. I love that. Don't be anxious about anything. Or as the correct translation or the, the more ancient translation, do not be careful about anything. It's easy to say. It's easy to say don't worry, isn't it? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. It'll be fine. But actually we do worry, don't we, if we're honest. And even after we've said it's fine, it'll be okay, we still worry. And we sleep at night and the problem gets a hundred times worse in our head and we can't sleep. And we wake up in the morning and we put it into perspective a little bit more. But still, we worry. And why? Because we're human. We are human. God knows that. But God is saying, let my peace reign in you. But actually, even in that worry, even in that fear and doubt, as Renkret would say, in my failings, you won't walk out. The peace of God is something that can change our lives, can stop us worrying or, or thinking of the 25,000 different ways something could work out, and says, it is well with my soul, that whatever happens, whatever lies ahead, the peace of God is with me, and you, God, are with me. So maybe some thoughts to take away from this morning. What is it you are anxious about? Is peace something you seek like a puzzle piece to fit in? Or something more whole about the whole of your life? And how can we have peace with those who hurt us and despise us? Maybe some of those are some of the questions that you're thinking of this morning. But know this, that we do not just have a peace from God. We have an amazing peace. A peace that we cannot understand, but a peace that we can experience if we will let God in and work in our lives. Amen.